Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. This Lenten season, we have spent time looking at the prayers of Jesus. And today, we're going to change it up just a little bit. We are going to uh, contrast Nehemiah and his weeping over the physical ruins of Jerusalem and Jesus weeping over the spiritual ruins of the Hebrew nation. And so we're going to start with Nehemiah and go back and look at people were going back the the out of exile and going back to Jerusalem. And he had heard that it was not in very good shape. And when he heard these things, he sat down and he wept. He mourned and he fasted and he prayed before God because he knew the Israelites, the Hebrews had not been following God's word. And his prayer is so beautiful. Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands and decrees and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even your exiled people are at the farthest horizon. I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as the dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. So then Nehemiah goes to the king and asks if he can can go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. He's given permission for that. He goes back, he sees the walls, he sees that it's just a bunch of rubble. He goes to the officials, the priests, and says to them, we need to rebuild Jerusalem. It's lying in ruins. We need to rebuild the walls. And they agreed. And there were a lot of things that came after that, but eventually they were able to get the walls built in 52 days. Nehemiah hadn't even seen the city yet. And he wept over it. And he prayed that beautiful prayer, asking God to forgive them as they go back. He wants the physical setting of Jerusalem to be what it was before. This was their home. This was where they their tabernacle was, their temple was, where they wanted to be with God. They had been taken out of that many years ago and now they're able to go back home and it's gone and it's in ruins and he wept over it now let's flash ahead to Jesus who is coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday he is greeted with 
people praising him and calling him king and waving palm branches at him as he arrives on a donkey. Uh, Reading from Luke 19, verse 37, when he came near to the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And they were waving palms. Can't you just see that scene? The glory that he was brought in on. And the Pharisees said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, then the stones will cry out. He's using Old Testament language to talk about the fact that it cannot be held in. He is going to be praised. As he approached, out into verse 41, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, if you even, if you, even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and circle you, and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. They have rebuilt Jerusalem and now he's telling them that it's going to come down again. As he approached the city, he wept over it because he knows there are many there that don't understand and whose hearts are hardened. I love the contrast of these two men, one divine man, Nehemiah, who loves his city so much, who loves his God so much. He wants it back to the way it was. And he understands that there have been, they have been disobedient, but he is begging God to let them go and have it built again. And many years later, Jesus is entering Jerusalem himself. And he is weeping not over the physical city, but over the spiritual health of the people that are there. People who don't understand who he is, who don't understand what's to come, and who some who will never understand what this moment means. I think as we look at these two at these two situations in Jerusalem, we can see how God used Nehemiah to rebuild the place that they needed at that time, all part of God's redemption plan to be able to gather around him again and to be in his presence again because they hadn't been for a long time. As the story of Nehemiah goes on, we find that people have married, intermarried with with other religions, something that they were not allowed to do. And Nehemiah didn't know this. And when he found out, he was devastated. But he still wanted to do what God what. God expected. And so they came up with a plan that to us seems rather harsh and challenging. But remember, God is holy and he laid out very specific rules in Leviticus that needed to be followed. They hadn't followed those and there are always consequences to what God wants from them. And they have 
separated themselves even farther from God by this action. And so they had, they came together and everyone who had intermarried had to send the wives and the children uh, with those wives back to where they came from. If they didn't come forward, then they had to leave as well. If the the uh, men who, who had intermarried did not come forward and repent, then they had to leave the circle of the Israelites as well. Nehemiah was bound and determined that they were going to cleanse themselves and purify themselves so that they could come before God again and be in the relationship that they could be in with him um, through all the laws of Leviticus. And then we look ahead to Jesus, who is entering Jerusalem, and he's not seeing the city, the physical buildings of the city, but the people of the city, the people that he loved, the people that he came to save. And he is so afraid for them that he wept over it and told them, you, you aren't seeing it. You're never going to have the peace that you could have, it's hidden from your eyes. I take that to mean it's like when God hardened Pharaoh's heart. They have made a choice that they are not gonna see this and they refuse to see beyond what is in front of them. Two scenes, two men who love God and love their people and want things to be right. Nehemiah does what he can to make them right. And Jesus has a whole lot more that he can do to make it right. And he knows as he's entering the city, he's going to go to the cross. Let's look ahead to John 12, um, chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So he's getting ready to have his Passover dinner with his close disciples. And he's already starting to, to, to feel a little bit of what is to come. He just, he knows what he's coming for. And he says that in, when we were looking, when we were looking at Luke, he, he tells people, I'm coming for you, but you cannot see it. So today we look at Nehemiah and we look at him weeping over the physical city. We looked at Jesus weeping over the spiritual health of the people that he loved, the people that he came to die for when he came into the city. And we see a contrast, but it's very much the same in how much they love their God and they love their people. Next week, we are going to have author Rachel Farenbach on to talk about her 12-week guided Sabbath journey, Rest and Reflect. I have had an opportunity to read this book ahead of time, and it is an awesome way to find our way back to rest. It's a place where you can have conversations with your creator about your identity, your purpose, and your belonging as you rest and reflect on him and have that rest in your life. I'm really excited to be having her to have her on. I think that you will enjoy hearing about her book. So she will be on Monday. Then a week from Friday, we will have a second podcast that talks about the three 
prayers of Jesus on the cross. And that happens to be Good Friday. So we will have those drop on that day. So I hope you'll join us next week as we talk with Rachel Farnbach about her book. It releases actually Tuesday, I believe, of next week. You will be able to get her book on Amazon and other places where you can buy your Christian books. And she's going to talk about that next week. And then on Friday, Good Friday, we will have a podcast on the three prayers of Jesus on the cross. Thank you for listening to In the Whisper podcast, and I look forward to next time.